Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hi, it's Mike here. Uh, We're about to listen to a podcast about empowered witness. This is part of working out our DNA value to share our hope. So what scriptures are we going to look at um, today? Well, I'd encourage you as a background to read the whole of Acts 2, and, and which is about the day of Pentecost. Um, our first verse is Acts 2, 17, 18. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Acts 2, 37, when the people heard what Peter was preaching, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And lastly, Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So how do these scriptures help us um, to understand what it is to be uh, 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 or to uh, have empowered witness as part of our life? Well, it means being filled and purposed by the Holy Spirit to share our hope. In the Old Testament, we see only a select few that are empowered by the Holy Spirit for works of service. And they're normally prophets, priests and kings or leaders. The Spirit comes upon them to empower them to fulfil God's mission. At any given point, only a few people in the Old Testament experience this at any one time. So the context of our scripture is that God has changed all of that. At Pentecost, God poured out his spirit to empower everybody that was present in the church at that time. And he's poured out his spirit for us today. That still continues. We see what impact and how important this is in what Peter does on receiving the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Here is someone in Peter who couldn't even stand up for his faith to a servant girl when he denied Jesus. After the crucifixion, he went back to his fishing nets and almost gave up on the church. He was in a bad place when Jesus recommissioned him to love his sheep and his lambs. So Jesus knows we can do, uh, we cannot do anything in our own strength or by our own might. Peter shows that even though he spent three years walking with the master, he still found himself weak and useless. Jesus had predicted this in John 14, 26. He promises that the Father will send them the Holy Spirit to be their advocate. It's almost like Jesus knew we would be powerless if left to our own devices. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the church at Pentecost and it transformed Peter into an incredibly empowered witness who stood up and preached to thousands and saw 3,000 people giving their lives to Christ. What an incredible transformation from somebody that couldn't even stand up to a servant girl to being able to preach to thousands and see 3,000 people saved by God. Jesus knows your weakness and foresaw the difficulty that you would find in witnessing in an unempowered way. So what does an unempowered witness look like? Well, it's fearful, it's cautious, it's hard, it's fruitless, it's disappointing and there's a lack of willingness to even try. Don't be condemned, let's be real. We all feel this to one degree or another when it comes to witness. It is the natural consequence of doing things without the Spirit of God. 
but an empowered witness is completely different. It appears to be brave, unstoppable, overtly full of the gospel, challenging, and shows the way of salvation to those who respond. But we must understand that these are the traits of an empowered witness. The Holy Spirit advocates this process in terms of giving the opportunity, giving the message, and taking that message and piercing the hearts of the listener. The Holy Spirit is willing and able to do that, to give you the opportunity, to give you the message, and then pierce people's hearts as you deliver that message. It's almost like you pull back the bow and he determines the direction and the penetration of the arrow tip. So how do we, how do we become empowered then? So first of all, I'd say we've got to grow in our walk with the Holy Spirit. To make this real, I can only talk from my own experience of this. I accept that I am a temple of the living God, both individually and communally when we gather as a church. I have trained myself to look for signs when my temple is empty. I ask for the Holy Spirit to fill me with peace and joy. I eat my daily bread. I know when I am spiritually hungry. I lose my peace and joy. So I have trained myself to regularly at any point of the day invite and then receive the strength and joy and peace of the Holy Spirit's presence in my life. I know it is real because my peace and joy is immediately restored and I think it's evident to others. Secondly, we have to surrender to our awesome position in Christ. As part of putting off my old self and putting on the new, I have to change my attitude of mind from being worldly, fleshy and timid to one of complete surrender to who I am in Christ. I have a well-practiced list of the amazing traits of being God's adopted son. I remind myself regularly, I'm a royal priest. I have the Holy Spirit as an advocate. I've got the Son of God as a shepherd. I've got the Father God as my loving Father. I mean, the list is amazingly comforting, but I have to put off the old self and put on the new. So thirdly, we have to surrender to our awesome calling. We saw in the sermons in the DNA vision for sharing our hope that this is my calling to be an ambassador to the Ministry of Reconciliation. And I have such help in doing this. Lastly, we must learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. And we, as we mentioned, he will lead us into the opportunities. I ask the Holy Spirit during the day to show me any opportunity and sometimes, not all the time, I take it. The message, I am not fearful of getting tied up in knots. I don't try to get into arguments. I accept the word is meaningless to unbelievers who do not have a sense of spirituality. So I just stay unashamed of my story about my spiritual encounter with God on his terms. And the outcome, the Holy Spirit will lead me in the outcome. I am always confident in an outcome. I am either sowing or tending or reaping. I have to accept that I am better sometimes at sowing than tendering or reaping. We, we could all be different. So in terms of questions to think about in your group, are you like Peter before Pentecost when it comes to how you view your ability to witness? We can all be empowered by the Holy Spirit to witness. Do you agree or disagree with this? Discuss how we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And lastly, do you need a power encounter with the Holy Spirit like Peter at Pentecost? Well, bless your hearts for um, wanting to grow in this area.